you know, in the midst of everything that we have to do at this season, and truly we have to do, God's given us such wonderful governmental leaders to help guide us through this season. They have their responsibility, but we as individual believers, we have our responsibility. And that is we have to deal with this thing spiritually. If I give too much time to CNN, before I know it, as fears begin to grip my heart. So I've got to give my time to the Lord. I've got to deal with this thing as God expects me to, as a believer, to be a light during this hour. So I want to especially just talk to you this morning that's out there and the enemy has come on you with such a spirit of fear, panic, fear, unrest, unsettledness. I want you to help you define a foundation of rest in the Lord. Let me give you a scripture. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 24. Notice what it says. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Version. I just love it because it speaks of heart rendering things. It said, you will sleep like a baby. Does that sound like your last few nights? It said, you will sleep like a baby, safe and sound. Your rest will be sweet and secure. You will not be subject to terror, for it will not terrify you. Can you just believe that this day? That this thing's not going to terrify me? I'm going to handle this like a believer. I'm going to handle this as the responsibility that God's put on my life will not terrify you, nor will the disrespectful be able to push you aside because God is your confidence in times of crisis, keeping your heart at rest in every situation. And you know, that's our first purpose that we have as being a believer is to whatever situation that we're faced with to give glory to God. So I must not handle this season like others may be handling it. I can't give way to those things. I've got to allow the strength that God's put in my spirit to hold me strong. And literally, I've got to come out of that valley of discouragement, and I've got to become a joyful light during this hour. I've got to be that one that's going to help my neighbor. I've got to be that one that's going to help my community. But even more than that, I'm going to have to be one that gives light to myself. I'm going to have to have, be one that has a responsibility of acting like a believer. I'm going to talk to you about three real quick things. just want to mention them to you this morning. The first one I want to tell you is don't panic. And we're just going to simply look at scriptures and find some scriptures relating to that and what God expects out of me in my life. first one is don't panic. I tell you what, everybody's panicking, and we get so crazy with that. We, it's, it's, gone, it's beyond the virus now because Amazon's out of toilet paper. We're all panicking. I, panic is such crazy thoughts. And panic is because I'm not, I don't have the proper foundation of God's word under me. And so the first thing that hits me takes me down. And I begin to give way to unrestful thoughts. And what we've got to do, we've got to regain ourselves. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, it says, and you will hear wars and rumors of wars, but don't panic what Jesus said. I mean, these things are going to happen during this last day experience. There's going to be things that God's going to have to bring us through, guide us through, lead us through. We're going to have to follow our leaders and walk through. But at the same time, inside of us, we cannot allow that panic. Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 40 says, it says, but do not panic and don't be afraid 
when you hear the first rumor of approaching forces. Man, that's so powerful. What happens inside of us when we hear it? When we first turn on that news every morning and find the report, what's happening on the inside of us? In fact, panic is a trait of the enemy. It's what the Lord uses to find unrest in the camp of the enemy. In 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 15, it says, Suddenly, panic broke out in the Philistine army. Well, the Philistines are those that were standing against God's purposes and plans. And one of the ways that God used to defeat them was this panic. I just want to call, let's don't be a people of panic. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, it says, So be strong and courageous, and do not be afraid, and do not panic before them. See, God is really concerned how we're appearing before them, how we're appearing in this nation, how we're appearing before our neighbors. It's important that we give testimony to the glory of God in every circumstance that we face. So how we face it and what the appearance that we're giving is so important. It says, do not panic before them. Do not let them see you handling this moment like the world would be handling this moment. Do you know, I just want to leave us on the panic part with a, a powerful promise of God's word. And there's the promise that we don't have to be afraid of sudden fear. Did you know that? You know, there's absolute promise in God's word. If anything happens to you suddenly, you don't have to fear it. Because if anything happens to you suddenly, God already has it in his hand. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25 and 26, it says, Be not afraid of sudden fear. What does that mean? When sudden fear, when something happens suddenly, it says, Do not be afraid, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For Jehovah will be thy confidence and will keep thy foot from being taken. Isn't that a powerful word? God says, hey, if I will not panic, if I will not be afraid when sudden fear is trying to make me afraid, it said Jehovah will stabilize my foot. Out of the NLT version, it's so good, that same verse, it says, you need not to be afraid of sudden disaster of the destruction that comes upon the wicked, for the Lord is your security. I believe you just need to say that over and over and over inside yourself. You need to continually fill yourself with the promises of God's word. So you need to constantly say that God is my security. We can't find it on our television screen and at times we can't find it with what's happening right around us. But God never changes. <laughs> and he is our security. It says he will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. The Amplified Version says it this way. And be not afraid of sudden terror or panic. Man, isn't that a powerful promise? God tells us that when something is happening suddenly. I tell you, this happened to me suddenly. I woke up one morning and found out, wow, this virus is in China and then wake up the next morning and it's spreading and wake up next morning it's in our state we don't have to be afraid of those things that happen suddenly we just have to react responsibly underneath what we need to do but inside our hearts we always have that faith in God can you say amen amen out of the, out of the uh, passion version it said because your confidence in the times of crisis because God is your confidence. Let me quickly go on with this. Not only do you not have to be afraid of panic, but I'm going to encourage you to move out of worry. 
For panic is, is proof that there's not a strong enough foundation under me. So God's given us time here. Somebody said, what am I going to do while I'm sitting home? Well, one good thing that we could all do is develop that stronger foundation underneath us in God's Word. If you're spending too much time on your television set, it will be told in your emotions. You've got to spend time with God to find peace there. So just like sudden panic means no foundation, where does worry come from? Worry comes because I've not taken control of my thoughts. In the book of Romans chapter 12, there's two areas of responsibility I have. Number one is to present my body before the Lord. I mean, it's, it's, it's my responsibility to arise and pray. It's my responsibility to praise and worship God in times of Christ. It's my, I must make this body be that that will give glory to God. So my two responsibilities is the first then, I must present my body as that living sacrifice. And the second thing, I must take control of my thoughts in verse 2 of chapter 12 there. I must take control of my thoughts. If I allow my thoughts to run at random, if I allow my thoughts to be the same thoughts that I would hear on the television screen, I'm going to worry. And what worry does, worry stops the hand of God. Because worry releases doubt and unbelief where if I would put my trust in God's word, yes, things are happening real to us. The things that's going on around us is real, and God doesn't want us to stick our head in the sand like an ostrich, but God does expect us to handle it according as a believer would handle it. So that means I refuse to worry. I'm just going to make some choices. I'm not going to worry. And you know the way it happens. Our mind goes to freewheeling before we know it, and we're out there, and all of a sudden we find ourselves worried. At those moments, we must stop it. We must pull it down. We must, what the Bible says, practice spiritual warfare. And that is, we must be able to pull down those thoughts and replace those worry thoughts with thoughts of praise and thoughts of confidence. Because God is my shield. So many of us right now, you're worried about your family, but we can truly just believe the Lord that God is going to take care of them. You can't do anything anyway. Why not believe God so he can do everything? Why not put your trust in the Lord? (laughs) Why not have confidence that God's going to bring you through this? Then the third thing is we have to choose not to fear. Because if we give our way to panic, no foundation of God's truth in our life, then gives way to worry, which is simply says that I'm believing the devil more than I'm believing God. Then next thing that happens, the Bible says, a spirit of fear will begin to attach my life. And it is a spirit. But the Bible says God, God did not give us that spirit. And it will be almost like a force inside you that would try to make you moving fear. But you make your choices to trust God. Amen. Well, I love you. I want you to know this week as you're out there and you're facing various things, keep in connection. You've got several pastors in this church, especially that that's ready at their phone to talk to you at any time. I mean, when things get overpowering you, well, I, you know, I really believe that this is a season, even though we're isolated, that we desperately need our brothers and sisters faith and their prayers. We desperately need them to trust God with us. So make connection. Call your pastors. Let us stay on the phone. Boy, that would give us a good job all week long, wouldn't it? 
If we could spend all night and all day just talking to you, what you're going through, praying with you, giving you a scripture. Better than that, why don't you call and give us a scripture? (laughs) Encourage our hearts and help us to not panic and and to not worry and, and to not fear. I believe the Lord can help us do that. I want you to remember your tithes today because that's another commitment to the Lord. I appreciate our mayor so beautifully this morning calling us to that remembrance. Man, it stuck in my heart when he said that. And especially if I'm worshiping God today in front of my television set, then my kids need to see me being responsible. It'd be so easy to just take a little bowl and put it there on your coffee table and say, Lord, now we're fixing to give to you because we trust you that you're going to take care of us. In fact, the Bible says that when you sow in the times of famine, (laughs) it's opportunity for greater blessing. And this is a famine. And a lot of us just can't figure it out, but he has already got it figured out. (laughs) So we can trust him. Lord Jesus, we pray for all of our people. We pray for our people of our city. Lord, we intercede for this week. Lord, we intercede that you would cause it to be a week where we refuse to panic. And we refuse to worry. And we refuse to be in fear. We've chosen, Lord. We're a people that have chosen the path of God. That we, have, we choose to trust you. The Bible says, even that when I am afraid, I choose to trust you. I trust you, Lord, to bring us through. To bless our city. To bless our churches to bless our state, to bless our nation. I trust you to put a bloodline around every home, not allowing sickness and disease and viruses and whatever would come against to cross that line. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, Victory. We love you.